Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about finding the friend who helps us live in freedom, truth, and love. That's the truth. Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we show you how the Holy Spirit loves you. Yeah. Hey, how about that one? That was off the cuff there. Uh, yes. Where's uh, the podcast you cannot live without? This is the Bible study version here. It is the Bible study version. It's getting good, Ron. Oh, we're in John good. chapter 11. What chapter? Uh, John chapter 11. Chapter, I think we're in verse 39. Hold on. I'm going to get to it. We never opened I, up like that, by I the was way. Too bu- <laughs> I was too busy. Oh, does she know? <laughs> oh my gosh right. i think we're having too much fun all right here we go here we go here we go um let's see let's see we go one verse at a time yep so so last week we were on verse 38 we're going to pick up in verse 38 because um this is the this is the next section we're right. in the third section of this story in john chapter 11 so we're going to pick up in verse 38 but there's first but verse 39 is going to be our emphasis. Okay, I should not have played that. Now it's going to be stuck in your brain. All right, verse 38, John chapter 11. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Verse 39, this is our verse. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord said Martha, the sister of the dead man. By this time, there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Let's pray. Yeah, Holy Spirit, love you. Thank you for writing this down. Thank you for for writing us this Bible and for giving it to us and for letting us have insight into who you are and what you're doing. We love you. Anoint this, be all over this, lead us into life. Amen. Uh, I'm just going to start with this one. Uh, from our last podcast, we were talking about the Bible. And I probably would not have gotten it uh, if it was, if we just didn't do the last podcast. But this, John is really, at this point, reporting like a reporter. Because it's really, it's, it's interesting. Take away the stone, he said. Mm. Okay, but Lord said Martha, mm-hmm. the sister of the dead man. Yeah. Okay, it's like, a, you, it's like a newspaper article. Right, 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 exactly. By this time, there's a bad odor, for he's been there for three days. Four, I, days. four, four, days. four days. So he's. This is quotes, man. I mean, he's 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 giving you the description of what's going on. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's it sounds like this is exactly what has happened. He's not mincing words. Yeah, set, take away the stone. Set the scene, man. Like let's 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 project into okay. the last funeral that you were at. The last funeral that, yeah. that you were at. Oh wow. And let's say Oh wow. Let's say that um, <laughs> you know, Jesus shows up the funeral let's 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 get it back to like it's close to say they've already closed the casket. Yeah, right. That's what I was gonna get. Yeah. The front yeah. So you're sitting in the funeral home. Let's yeah. let's leave let's not go to the graveside. Right. Or oh, actually we could. No, no, no. Let's go to the graveside. 
We've done the oh yeah yeah, yeah we've yeah, done yeah, the yeah. thing in the funeral home. Right. We go to the graveside. You've been embalmed, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But whatever they did to bodies back then, probably wrapped him up and anointed him with right. oils. You know, same thing's going to happen to Jesus. Correct. Now we show up at the at the graveside, and we're all standing around the the coffin. We we won't even put it in the ground. Okay. Now let's say, who's who shows up and says. Hey, um, I want you to open the coffin. I want you to open the coffin. Yeah. Boy. Um, no, that that's what he said. Yeah. That was all he said. Open the coffin. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no we, we've already done the service. We've already saw the body. We've done, it's done. Yeah, we're not doing this. Yeah, we're not, we're, yeah. And then somebody comes up with the, the practical thing. Hey, you know, it's it's not it's not going to be a pretty sight. Listen, is this the first time in the history of the world of mankind that has happened, or did something like that ever happen in the Old Testament that someone came from that died and came to life? Yeah, Elijah, um, Elijah was involved in a resurrection of a dead dead boy. He uh, was. Yeah, okay. uh, that would be I think Kings, First Kings seventeen or eighteen, around in there somewhere. And how did that happen? Was God used Elijah to to bring the boy back to life? Well, Elijah went and prayed, okay. uh, prayed over the boy, and uh, you know there wasn't a case where the kid had been dead for four days or something like this. They hadn't had a funeral yet; he had just died. Okay, okay. Um, so I don't know that there's another case where someone's you're in the grave, like in a grave. That this happens, I, I I might be wrong about that. I have to go back and look, but I don't think so. I know that there are resurrection stories from the Old Testament, um, but nothing like this. Nothing like this. I mean, if you really wanted to get to the equivalent of it, you would have to you would have to say, okay, we went to the uh, uh, went to the funeral home, went to the graveside, buried the coffin. You know the the uh, you know they don't lower coffins in the ground anymore yeah, while you're there. They used to do that. They don't do it anymore. Yeah. So now they've you know the the grave diggers or whatever have now put the the crypt in the ground. It's locked shut. They've covered it with earth. Yeah. And now Jesus and his entourage shows oh my up. Gosh. And and says, "Okay, somebody get a shovel. Dig it up." Yeah, we're going to we're going to dig it up and open and open that. And then Martha, who is it's inter- isn't it interesting the way that Martha is identified? Um that's her name right now. Her name is Sister of Dead Guy. <laughs> That's who you are. You are Sister of Dead Guy. You know, we were talking about the, the personalities coming out, you know, when, when scripture is written. Mm, yeah. I mean, that, that, that definitely says something. I don't know what it says. You're a writer. The Sister of, not Lazarus, the Dead Man. I mean, what? Yeah. It's what? Very, it's, it, what? He's not Lazarus anymore. He's the Dead Man. Well, yeah. He's the dead man. That's right. And and also, it's like, okay, are there more than one Marthas? You know, what? Why is Martha getting? Why does? Why do you need to say that about Martha? Uh, the, he he's already talked about Lazarus and Martha up to this point, but now he's putting them together. Like something's going on there. He's associating them. Yeah. Okay. This is this is who it is. And and I think it's supposed to be um, emotional. I think there's supposed to be an, an emotion. It isn't like, it isn't like one of his disciples goes, "Hey, man, he, 
he's been dead for four days. It wouldn't be one of his disciples because they weren't around. But someone else who had who'd kind of watched all this didn't say, um, hey, um, this, this probably stinks. He probably stinks. Like, there's this, like, I think it's, I think the Holy Spirit is saying, look, don't pull these two people apart. Mm. Like, this is very personal, what's going down right here. And when she says, he stinks, yeah, it, you got to go, okay, that's funny, but it isn't funny if it's your brother. No. It's not funny you, if you it's your dad. You don't even want to see him again like this. No. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, it's almost like, come on, you are late. It's too late now. He stinks. It's, and I, I don't want to go through this. Please don't do this. I almost get like a plea in there. Hey, please don't, please don't make me see this. Please don't make me go through this. It was hard enough to put that stone over the tomb. And now you're going to do this. Uh, the only thing I'm, I'm going to add to this is, and this is, I think, the key for me in this part of the scripture is the word but. <clears throat> but. Mm. Uh, I've related to my own life when <clears throat> when I've seen things or involved with things uh, that are not good and the spirit is leading me to one direction and I go but you don't understand Lord uh, this will happen if I do this but but you, you, did you understand that if I do this or if I say this this could happen but 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 I'm arguing I'm arguing with with with, with God and that's what sticks out to me the most in this whole thing. How often I just say, but, but Lord, and I give my excuse hmm. of not doing something. Hmm, yeah. That's a bit, <laughs> that, there, there she is again. Yeah, she, there she is again, being true to, you know, this is Martha. She's this the is, one that came out, right? Yeah, and, and, she's the one who got there first. Yeah. Hey, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. First one confronts him on the edge of town uh and she's also the one that's showing up here she's consistent i'll give her that yeah very very practical very you know, yeah very practical yeah very hard i almost get a little hardness out of it like nope um which says something doesn't it like that exchange that that jesus had with martha earlier about hey uh, i am the resurrection and life you know he who believes in me won't not, won't perish that it literally did not penetrate. It did not penetrate her belief system. And I don't blame her. I'm not blaming. I, I know. But I'm saying this. It's like that, that conversation with God, face-to-face -face with God, God telling you who he is, and that he, uh, you know, basically saying, I have the power over life and death, does not penetrate into her logical, practical, hardened self that dead people do not come back to life. Even when God's on the scene, even when when Jesus the Messiah is on the scene, this just doesn't happen. Maybe the, the, the different names she's called him throughout this thing. Uh, one was teacher, right? If, I, if I'm correct, uh, was one Messiah? Mm -hmm. Okay, I believe you are the Christ. The Christ, yeah. Uh, similar to how we may see God sometimes. Um, the truth, the true one was the Messiah, and it just didn't fall in her heart. She, it was just, a, it was just, I, what I'm trying to say is, we, I'm, I'm, I'm relating this on what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell me in this. 
I say you are the Christ. Okay, do I really believe that sometimes? Yes. Uh, do I sometimes don't believe it? Yes. Um, I never call him the teacher, but I just the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. If you really believe it, Martha, Nick, um, you would relax a little bit more, especially when the Spirit, who is the Messiah, the Christ, that lives inside you, is talking to you and telling you these things. Well, she had an idea about who, what, what Messiah was, who, who he was supposed to be. It isn't just, she does believe he's the Messiah, but she also has some distorted views of what that means. Uh, let's, let's talk about that. What does that mean? Well, I, I think a lot of people come to Jesus. To, I heard somebody, you know, talked to somebody just this week. Hey, I, I came to Jesus because I didn't want to go to hell. Oh, and I go, oh, well, that's who Jesus is. Jesus is the Savior that keeps you from going to hell. Okay. Well, if that's your idea about who Jesus is, then you have a certain kind of relationship with him. But if, if you have another idea about who Jesus is, like maybe you do think Jesus is just a good teacher. Like there are there are plenty of yeah, people that's true. who think that Jesus is just a really good teacher and he, he taught the best lessons and if you if you listened and applied the things that Jesus taught, right. then you have a good life. And I think the Savior thing is the other one too. Let me ask Jesus in my heart so I don't go to hell and he forgives me for my sins, period. Yeah. And and there's that's the end of it. That's the end now, of it, right. And now everything else is up to now I do now I take him as a teacher and I go, Okay, now I apply all these things and I try to live a good life which was not the point ever. The, the point ever was always to have a relationship with God. And, and so what Jesus is doing here is blowing up this, he's blowing up all the paradigms about, about who God is and about what it means to have a relationship with him. Like these people are very Jewish. They have a very Jewish view of what it means to have a relationship with God. And it involves temple worship. It involves sacrifices. It involves uh, you know, memorizing uh, his commands, all these kinds of things. And here he is showing up in, in the worst of times and in the in a, in a toughest of situations. And, and here's what stands out to me we, that we didn't get to yet is he doesn't ask them to take the stone away. He doesn't say, um, hey, what do you guys think about, would, would you guys mind if we remove the stone or could you, would you remove the stone? He actually walks up to the, to the, to the grave he says, take the stone away. And that's so odd for what you see about the normal way Jesus is interacting with people. Jesus is interacting with people who are, who are idiots. A lot of, well, compared to him, every, all of us are idiots. But he's interacting with people who are, who, who are hard, who are, I don't know, distant from God, all these different people. And he's very kind of, he doesn't boss people around. Even when he gets to the guy that he's going to heal at the pool, he says, do you want to be healed? He doesn't say, stand up. That's not the first thing he says. He says, do mm. you want to be mm. healed? <laughs> and so he's kind of demure. He gets to the edge of the grave and he goes, take the stone away. It's an order. What, it is, what do you see there? Well, I see him commanding. I see that now there, there is, a, there is a actual, the arrival of the king. I mean, the whole story of John is building right. towards him coming in and the triumphal entry and being recognized as the king. And I think this is a very kingly thing to do. This is not, this is not someone who's backing away from his role. He's saying, no, I'm the king, and I'm going to show you just how far my rule extends. It extends all, all the way into a grave. 
And so he's like, I'm not, I'm not here to have a discussion now. You the know, discussion was on the edge of town. We're over that now. Now I'm going to show you. How, how about this? Uh, that, of course, he could have moved the stone himself, but he's going to call you to action mm. to be part of this. He's including you in it. He's You're including actually you putting in your it. hands on the stone. Well, that's true. He could have actually just said, okay, stone, move. Right. <laughs> he didn't need any hands at all. So there's a participant. There's, there's anticipation as whoever's moving that heavy stone they're part of the miracle. Well, I, I would guess that if you were one of the people who uh, stood up and rolled the stone away from the grave, that you would never forget that right. your hands were on that oh stone. Oh, my gosh. Um, You're part of the miracle. Yeah. Well, that's a really, really good that you saw that. Because, yeah, I want, to re- I want to be a part of what God's doing, but I can't unless he invites me into it. Well, that's that's where I was going. I think when when miracles happen in our life, we are actually participants in it, for the most part. Um, when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you usually or have to trust and do it, and you're a participant in it, mm. for the most part. At least in, in my personal life, I, I've been part of the saving miracle of what Jesus has done for me. I've been a participant. It just did not happen. I was part of it. Hmm. And that's where I think we all get screwed up sometimes when we say, well, it was us that did this or directed us to do this. No, I think we were part of it. It wasn't us. We Hmm. were part of the miracle that was going on. Yeah, he invited us into it. Yeah. I can also, let me also say this. uh, I know we're coming to the end. I think I'm harder on Martha than I should be because I always say, daggone it. Jesus is, you know, I don't have that opportunity that Jesus is right in front of me. I can touch him. I can kiss him. I can hug him. How can you not see that he's the Messiah, the God? And I think that's, that's, that's cutting, uh, I, I'm not giving the benefit of the doubt to Martha because hmm. I think, oh man, I, I, you're going to have to help me think through this, but I think we have the same presence of God that she had. We do, and we also have the same graves. I mean, there, there's, there's our grave. Like, okay, your, your marriage. Your marriage is in there. Jesus shows up. Take the stone away. Yeah, but you don't know. You don't know, Jesus. I, I've done everything. I, right. like, this is dead. This is, it stinks. Roll the stone away. Do you trust me? You know, what, what it, look, uh, whatever it is. My finances are, like, I, I've tried everything. I can't. It isn't going to work. I, there's no way through. Okay, Ro- roll the stone away. But Lord, yeah, but, but Lord, but Lord, don't don't you see the whole situation? Uh, I've been depressed for this many years. Um, okay, roll the stone away. Please don't make me do that. Like, I don't want to look in there again. I would just rather stay out here, you know, with with this level of sadness. I don't want to deal with what stinks. And if you're not willing to listen to Jesus here, you're not willing to listen to Jesus at all because he's going to assert his authority. That's what I think is in the command. He's not asking now. He's telling you. He's telling you, move the stone. You get there. Here's your part of it. You're going to move the stone. I'm going to do the resurrecting. But you are going to participate in this. And it's an act of faith mm. to roll the stone away from the mouth of the thing that's dead in your life and let Jesus in. That's good. It is an act of faith. It is. 
Because they could have said no. Look, everybody here at the graveside has got to be going, this is nuts. I can, Freeze frame. Go back to our graveside. Yeah. Okay, we're there. A guy shows up. Open the coffin. Okay, who moves first? Who's going to actually move? I mean, you got to get a key to get those things unlocked. So there's, a, there's that crank thing. Right. You gotta, okay, well, who, you got to get the shovel the, first. The, well, yeah, you had to do all that. You go, okay, who's the, who's the guy? Who, who or the gal? Who moves first mm. and says, okay, okay, Jesus, I'll do it. <laughs> it wasn't Martha. There was someone else. I, I don't know. That, I mean, we're not on that verse yet. <laughs> we don't okay, see it. That's right. But someone moves. Someone moves. Someone is the first one to go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mm. roll the stone away and let Jesus into the dead place in my life. And, and I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. I swear, everyone standing here does not know what's going to happen. He could have said, hey, I'm getting ready to resurrect him, roll the stone away, and they still wouldn't have moved because it's so unbelievable. But that's the kind of stuff Jesus does. Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about who... The best friend who tells us how to live in freedom, truth, and love. For more information about him or the show, you can join us at www.ronandnicksbestfriend.com. And don't forget to subscribe. I think it's great. No, that's there's great stuff there. <laughs>